Hi, Josh. <laughs> Josh, you wearing what it do, boo? True. I dig your weirdness. I want some more of it. I want to see more of it. I want to feel more of it. Oh my god. Welcome to the Josh Waring podcast. We appreciate you listening. Merci. All right, everybody, we are finally back from our hiatus from Poetic Charm. We had a little, we had a little time. We wanted to upgrade, as you can see by the background. We wanted to do things right in 2021. We wanted to do things bigger and better. As my trainer, KG, always likes to remind us, every day and every way we get better and better. And speaking of, we actually have the gentleman here drinking water as always. Hey, I got my, I got my water too. Usually I have uh, some whiskey, some Uncle Nearest, but today I got the water. Yeah, man. Hydrate. Drink your water, mind your business, right? Absolutely. It's good to be back on the show, bro. Absolutely. You looking sharp, too. You like you've been doing new you. You been doing new you? Oh, man. New number. Who this? You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep the energy fresh, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, shout out to Jazzo, by the way. Oh, man. I gotta hit Jazz up. You got the sharp blade. I gotta get with him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, speaking of Blades, we're gonna. Oh, we have Little Mermaid back in the building. What up? What up? <laughs> you're <laughs> you're squalid. <laughs> Speaking of blades, we're actually gonna be talking about the micromanagement of masculinity in society, which is unfortunately prevalent, especially from the ladies. It seems as if they are telling us how to be us when we just do that naturally anyway. And usually society drills that out of you. They train that out of you, you being yourself, being masculine, being authentic. Right. And then that's when you get things like toxic masculinity, because mm-hmm. you're not allowing mac- mascul- masculinity to flow naturally. You're, you're messing up nature. It's an abomination from my perspective, but that's just me. What about you, KG? How do you feel about it? So, it made me think of your intro, right? Mm. Is it, hey, just be you. I like the weirdness, right? You know what I mean? And I feel like that's really always been my perspective. It's, it's not that I am for everybody. It's, you know, um, I got no game. It's just some women understand my story, you know? And they, yeah, said it best. That's the way I see it. You know what I mean? And if you're not going to be you, if somebody talks you out of being you, then who are you supposed to be? You got to find somebody else to be Anybody got time for that, bro? Absolutely. Then you're going to put yourself on like you do clothes. I don't make any sense. You should just be you. Like, you got to, as soon as you breathe, you're being you. And that's it. There's no on or off switch. It's just you. I feel like you get a choice. You either go to war with yourself every day of your life, or you're at peace with yourself and you go to war with the world. You got to pick one. Absolutely. And you and Little Mermaid talked about this on this very platform plenty of times when it goes to talking about marketing and advertising and how you're literally trained to be at war with yourself 
So it makes it easier for you to buy products. You know what I mean? So you just got to be aware of these things as you're growing up and maturing and developing mentally. I said, uh, Rockefeller said uh, they took finance out of school because he didn't want uh, thinkers. He wanted workers. And that's the perspective. Mm. That's the perspective that uh, education takes. That's the perspective that social media takes. Mimic, don't be original. And as soon as you're original, everybody else mimics. (laughs) <laughs> right it's it's uh it's pretty ironic but when you actually take a, a full you know view at it from a 360 degree perspective it makes so much more sense having that bigger picture endowment level thinking where you're thinking you know in advance as opposed to and you know hype lit like hyper thinking and and the actual moment in the second is is a different perspective and a different outlook on life and mindset I was having a conversation earlier today um, and uh, it was uh, somebody like was talking about the future, right? Oh, I'm thinking, you know, down the line, what if then this, this is the things that I had. But my response was that, well, the future is just a bunch of nows. So if you're, whether you're in a relationship or it's just you're at work or how, I think it all applies to the same thing. It's if you're so focused on how things will be in a year or five years or 10 years, uh, and you're so focused on that, then you miss the now. That'll never get there, not for your particular situation. You know what I mean? And the reality is, is that now is all we got. You either get stress or anxiety. So the anxiety is worried about what will happen. The stress is fighting against what actually is happening. So happening. So. You got to make peace. I'm not trying to be a guru, but these are the facts. And I feel like any man that understands this is aware of what's happening around him. You're aware of what's happening around you, then it doesn't matter. Like, hey, a woman say, no, you know, that's that's not uh, that's not real nigga shit. Like, you ain't real men do this. So guys are supposed to blah, blah, dot, dot, dot. Be like, well, men do this, men do that. I'm a man and I'm doing this. This is the way it's going to go. Exactly. I mean, how else can you be the king of your castle if you're taking orders from a general? I mean, that, that's just not how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, it's kingless 101, bro. Straight like that. Absolutely. So, yo, I really don't. I don't watch the like, I don't look at the topics. I like to be like off the top with the topic so that, I, you know, I'm just true to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, oh, what, what was it? Let me. Let me give it some thought so that I can be a certain way. Just what it is is what it is, man. What we got for the day. Yep. So basically it's about women telling men how to be men. And I actually found this uh, TikToker who uh, kind of summed it up pretty, pretty nicely. Obviously being a little bit overdramatic for, you know, it's online, but I thought it was uh, pretty interesting. So let's check it out. Men have absolutely no right to tell women how to express their femininity or what makes them feminine women are really tired of men telling women that everything they need to say has to be said nicely and with a smile that is 100 understandable we too believe that women it should be up to them on how they express themselves and men don't have a say in that i'm so glad that we agree created by unrealistic expectations of men in society and it's something that we are definitely working on breaking down in our community perfect it's
sorry, what? Healthy masculinity, keep up, hello. I thought we just agreed that men shouldn't be telling women how to act feminine, so, uh, what? You guys have just been toxic. Sounds like a whole lot of selective morality. So when you hear the topic, which is women telling men how to be men, and then, you know, hear things like that, and then think about how you see society and what goes on in society. How do you feel about that, KG? Um, well, how about this, man? What don't come out in the wash come out in the rinse, right? Mm. I say that to, to say, like, we have the way that it goes and then the way that it's perceived that it goes, right? So, like you said, she makes a good point, but it's, it's, all, it's all bossed up for entertainment purposes, right? Right. I think that... I think that as a man, as a king, as an alpha, right? You're if you have your lady, you're going to guide her in her life. It's the reality of it, right? She's going to provide insight that will help balance you if she has the right intellect. But like I said, if you're a king, you already know how to keep your company. You know, what's what's understood doesn't need to be explained. So I think that um the yin and the yang is, is really supposed to balance each other. Now, I think that those type of top topics or perspectives that are pushed come from people who do not have that balance. They come from people who are generally not in a good place or people who don't have what they're looking for. So they're projecting, right? So right. if um, if I'm a beta, if, if I can't get women, and I feel slighted or I've taken for granted or whatever I feel if, if you know, you're in that position, right? You may say, oh, women are this way, women are that way, right? And I think that um, it speaks loudly when it's the other way around. Like, so women get their feelings hurt, they get played, they get ghosted or whatever the situation may be. They feel like all men do this. However, it happens to both, right? Women do that to men, men do that to women. But a lot of men don't speak up on it, right? Women speak up on it like guys are trash, they this, this, and the third. So men need to be this way so that I can make sure that it's comfortable. I heard I heard some wild shit, right? So uh I don't mean to talk too much. I'm gonna wrap this up, but I heard some wild shit. Uh how do I say this without <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be good. Excellent. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm trying to figure out how to all right, so boom. Um, I heard a perspective that um, uh, a woman wanted to, uh, she said, you know, she doesn't have, uh, she doesn't have sex until she's in a relationship, until she is in something committed with some longevity and stability. Right? I think uh, as guys, we probably heard that one before. Heard that before, right? <clears throat> um, now, my immediate stance is always like, okay, to each their own. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, okay, you got to do what works, right? 100% do what works, right? Um, I guess really when you think about it, it's like, well, in my mind, I think that women want intimacy before sex, but men need sex to fuel their intimacy. So there's a back and forth who can get who to follow some, you know, follow the other person's uh, perspective, so to speak. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So if you can, if a man folds and he's like, hey, you know, 
they're talking and they're just talking and they're going to do it and drag the whole thing out, then you're really not leading like you should. That's really not alpha energy, my personal opinion. You follow what I'm saying? Now, that doesn't mean that if a woman follows a man perspective that she can't be a woman, she can't be a part of it the same way. I just see it as what's proper and healthy and what's not. My opinion, I would always say I would never drive a car without, I would never buy a car without driving it first. I would never get married without living with her first. And I would never enter a relationship without sex first, only because it just makes sense. I'm going to commit myself to you and only you, but I don't know what's going on. Absolutely. And I think that's a wonderful point, KG, because I feel like a lot of ladies forget about this aspect because technically, if you're going to get into a relationship and it's going to be monogamous and you have commitment, you are literally cutting off all other women on the planet for that person. So there's no way that a man can make a logical decision. We're logical creatures, right? There's no way a man can make a logically informed decision without understanding that aspect of what you offer. And because absolutely she should know too. Right now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, Hey, introduce yourself and have sex. You, you follow what I'm saying? Like there needs to be proper balance in that. And I'm not trying to offset the balance, but I feel like, um, you know, there's like, everybody has baggage. Everybody's guarded. Everybody's been through some stuff. And if you let what you experienced in your past shape your future, then you're operating off of fear, not goals. And that's low vibrational, my opinion. Absolutely. It's changeable, but that's the way I see it. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I'm actually curious to see our next guest's point of view, who is a bit of a coxman himself in his own right. Let's bring to the stage a bit of a MacGyver. Brother Jared, what up, my bro? How you doing? What up, Josh? How you been? Chilling, bro. Thank you for joining us. So as I'm sure you know, we're talking about how, for whatever reason, it's fashionable for ladies to tell men how to be men how do you feel about things like that when you come across them i mean i just don't i don't think that anybody should tell anybody how to be that's just a a straight and simple thing nobody should be telling me how i should be and i shouldn't be telling anybody how they should be because each one every one of us is an individual now men we have relationships with men as friends and other people who relate to relate the same way so we relate to each other differently than we relate to women right and therefore it's pretty much impossible for a woman to relate to a man's perspective and tell him how to how he should be how he should live because they can't walk in our shoes exactly so, so let me ask a question right for argument's yeah. sake my what, what's going on jared peace what's up bro so check this out so let's say uh you meet a uh, you meet a woman you like y'all y'all gelling right? You go to take her to a function, um, and in the function you feel like she's not uh, acting appropriate for the situation, right? Um, let's say it's I don't know man, whatever work. Let's say it's something that's, that's super chill. You bring it to your man's crib. It's a little get together. It's an intimate setting with just your close people, and it's chill. Like the vibe is low, and she's like really turning up like she want to be the life of the party that don't really sit well with you you could tell it's not rubbing your people's right do you check it like pull it to the side like yo like you know or do you just let it rock because nobody should tell anybody how. so so i might i might need to clarify this so 
telling somebody how they're how they're being perceived is very different than telling them how they should act. So I can talk to a woman and say, hey, this is this is how everybody's feeling. This is the vibe that I'm kind of getting from you. Is there something going on or is there a reason that you're acting this way? And allow them to actually start making that own decision of what they're doing themselves. Because if I come at you really hard and tell you, hey, you're acting this way, and you need to change it or you need to you need to switch it up. It's automatically going to start an argument. That's just in my opinion. It's just going to start. It's going to be reactive. Whereas if I'm saying, hey, this is how you're being perceived. And I come from a perspective of, hey, look, this is really what's happening. This is what's being perceived. Then they can make that own decision. And now if they don't make a decision, then that's where I can come in and I can start making adjustments or we can leave or whatever, or we can, or I can, we both leave and then I come back. But it just depends on the woman too. You also have to, well, I also have to realize that not everybody has been around people the same way so it depends if i bring somebody to an environment that they've never been in like for example if i bring a woman that is hispanic into a block party that i've been to and she's she's from down in i'm in houston texas so she's from here and she comes to a block party up in newark she's not gonna know the different she's not gonna know how to act the same way because it's very different cultures so explaining that in a way that, hey, look, this is how it's being perceived versus, hey, you need to change this up. I feel like that can really affect the next steps that going forward for the woman. I, I agree with you 100 um, percent. You know, to say experience is the best teacher. So what I've learned is to uh, be proactive. Right. You said it was reactive. So it's like, hey, you want to pretty much assess uh you know your, your your lady prior to putting her in that situation give her a heads up like yo this is the vibe this is what we're doing you cool with that like not necessarily telling her what to do but you got to kind of manage the situation and i feel like in general that is the man's responsibility now if a man goes into a situation where the woman uh knows the environment better it's her situation he he doesn't know what he's walking into um, she should give him a heads up. He should also be proactive and wanting to find out, yo, so how to say who all going to be there? You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I walking into? I feel like yeah. in a sense, uh, I don't know, man, like it, it feels like at a certain point it's semantics, but you are kind of shaping each other when you're in a relationship, but not shaping them to be a certain way, but more or less you're shaping them to your preferences. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. That you got like, you're only going to treat me the way I want you to treat me. And if you're not, I'm not going to allow. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I feel like one thing that we really have to do is make sure we are actually interested in that person and their personality mm -hmm. before we start like taking it to the next level. Because you can be in a relationship with somebody that you actually don't like their personality and then you're trying to shape them completely. Mm. And shaping somebody is not what you want to do in any relationship. What you want to do is m mesh with them and and actually like them as a person. Because if you end up getting married, mar marriage is only an amplifier of whatever that, that is already there. So if there's already issues or there's already things that you don't like, they're just going to get amplified. So... I give a little game, right? It's perspective, right? Take it or leave it. Um, 
when you meet somebody, everybody knows when you meet them, you meet the representative, right? This is who they want to be perceived as, right? So they come off away. Now, sometimes that's genuine, sometimes it's not. But for argument's sake, we're going to say that it's not just because, you know, you got to err on the side of caution. What uh, the jewel that I want to give out is um, <clears throat> spontaneity, mm. right? So I feel like spontaneity ruins preparation. Right. So if you're you guys are texting each other, you're talking, pop up on it. Like, oh, what you doing? No, no, I'm chilling. Play out. Oh, come outside. Let's get something to eat. So in doing things like that and you start to become consistent in that, either her guard's gonna go up and it's gonna turn you off, or it's gonna come down and you get to see the real her. Right. Now, doing that doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're necessarily trying to smash right out the gate. You're trying to see who you're dealing with. But at the same time, you're showing her who you are, she's showing you who she is. And in this way, it's it's like a, you know what I mean? Everybody's blocking the door, so you can't, it's all guarded. Bro, go through the back door, go through the window, pull up. But I don't know if that works now because, you know what I mean? Social media, everybody don't necessarily talk, they text. And they, I think I, th- I saw a post on um on Hood Ratchet, it was like, they try to keep you warm with just the, the text and keep you at bay. Nah, I don't want that. Pull up. That's my, that's my advice. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I feel, I feel like it's always great to be unpredictable in a authentic and thus consistent way. So you're predictably unpredictable, which is, uh, I think, adds great balance and polarity to a relationship as both you gentlemen are alluding to, which is great. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm going to add to that. One of the things that I like to do, and you, you just kind of touch on it, is so many people are into texting these days, and it's text, 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 text. And I like to talk on the phone because I want to hear not only your voice, but I want to hear what's going on around you. Hmm. I also want to I want to know, hey, can you have a full conversation with somebody? Like, can we have a conversation and talk on a regular basis without just being typing all the time? Because right. if I can't have a conversation with you now, how am I going to have a conversation with you when I live with you? How am I going to have a conversation with you after sex? Exactly. I feel like calling is, is healthier because, uh, like I said, it you know, kind of lets you know who you're dealing with. You could text somebody a question. They'd be like, hmm, let me think about this. Or they ask somebody else's opinion. When you're right there on the phone, you got to deal with it. When you're in person, you got to deal with it. So who are you? I want to find out. I think that that's a great perspective. Yeah, that's that's a great point because I only really, you know, mesh with people who I talk on the phone with. And, I, and I'm a massive texter. I love texting usually because I like to control the interactions and in that I know certain things don't require uh, a phone to phone conversation and some people can be long winded and respectfully I don't have that amount of time so unless it's someone I can actually invest that time in like a you know significant other or one of the brothers right then it's it's going to be one of those things that I am probably going to text yeah see I'm not a big texter and the main reason is I'm pro I'm a programmer I'm on a computer all day like, I don't want to look at my phone all, all evening texting somebody back and forth. That's just, that's just not me. I've been looking at a screen all day. I don't need to look at a screen anymore. Um, so I like to talk on the phone. I like to have in-person. I like FaceTime. I like in-person. Like, if you talk about love languages, I like uh, quality time. 
that's just me. I like quality time. And even if that's just over the phone because of COVID or whatever's going on, or you over there and I'm traveling, it doesn't matter. I just like being able to have that conversation where it's also my voice and I'm talking and you can hear my tone. I can hear your tone. I can see how you're actually reacting to what I'm saying. And it's not anything up in the air because I can say, hey, what's up? Or I can say, hey, what's up? And those, two, <laughs> those are two different ways of saying what's going on. Yeah. It, and, and Ariel is saying uh, texting gives you a time buffer. And yeah, mm -hmm. the time buffer is good, but it's not good all the time. Right. It's good when you're upset. If you're upset, it's mm -hmm. definitely good. It's required. It's good to, to, to <laughs> have a text message. My brother-in-law told me this a long time ago. If you have a text message and it's mad, turn it into an email send it to yourself, read it again, and then decide whether you want to send it. Hmm. And I've taken that into it. I've been using that for years and oh my gosh, it keeps me out of trouble, even at work. Cause I've been doing that lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's not a bad perspective. That's great advice. I am. Um, I will, uh, I'll share something also. Um, if, you feel like your emotions are getting involved in your conversation. Call the time out. Like, you know, I need a minute. I'll call you back. Right. I, I need a minute. Now, imagine that that's in person, right? Imagine you're in a situation where you y'all fast forward. Now y'all live together you're in a situation. You're hot. So rather than you say something that you don't mean, you'd be like, I need a minute. Time out. In person, if they don't give you that respect that you just tried to provide to the situation as a whole and they follow you, right? You ever be on the phone and you be like, oh, I'm gonna call you back and somebody be like, why? Like, Ugh. that's like the worst, that's like the worst response. Like, I'm gonna call you back. I don't steal my time. And I feel like if any man understands how to operate themselves in that situation, you have a tremendous, tremendous advantage over most guys, right? If you know how to um, not necessarily diffuse the situation, but diffuse yourself, give yourself a minute, however it works, just like you just like you said, Jared, like whether you got to put it in an email, put it in a text, look back at it again, take a time out, remove yourself, whatever it is. If you can control your emotion in a heated situation, you will see how that rolls over into so many other aspects of your life. It's, it's part of self-mastery. Shit is amazing. Yep. Absolutely. And definitely required to have that level of emotional intelligence because to the example that Jared initially brought up, or I think it was KG brought up about going to an event and this is how, you know, this, you got to manage your expectations because if you think you're going to behave in this way, in this situation, that's simply unacceptable. And again, not trying to micromanage your behavior, but I'm just letting the ground rules like in this situation only this type of behavior is accepted. For example, I think as gentlemen, we all understand to bring a young lady or your significant other around your parents. That's a totally different dimension. So you have to you have to get that prerequisite, uh, let's say, security clearance to even be invited, let alone be, share the same energy as the people I grew up with and who I love the most. Facts. And. You know, a lot of times, like I said, like, you're not going to figure that out until you, you really got to pull up. You got to make those phone calls. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't, 
I, I bring people. Okay, so there's a difference though. So I have my family and then I have my, like I have my close family, like my parents and my older sister. And then I have my cousins and I let my cousins vet whoever I'm dating because I trust them. And Josh knows this. Absolutely. I, I, I let them vet them because they're important to me, but they also know, like, they'll see in a different light before it gets to that situation where I'm going home or bringing them home. Some, if something's messed up, they'll let me know right away. And it's just, it's good to have people that will not only hold you accountable, but will watch out for you. Um, so. Yeah, I you got to have people that can see the things that you can't, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Blind spots. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? But, um, I mean, the goal really is to be able to see it yourself, too. So when you're bringing them around, you start to look at what each of these people typically look for, what they notice. You soak up that game so that you can start to, you know, save yourself time and energy, too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely a, a trick of the trade, gentlemen, that you probably want to add to the arsenal. If you don't have a group of people that you trust, either some mentors or family at that level, it's I think you should start there and uh, look to populate your circle with people who have your best interests at heart from a, a very wise perspective. I think that always helps gentlemen specifically developing. Yeah, I have a, I have a group of guys that like and we call each other accountability partners nice. um, in terms of not just not just dating, but everything like what's going on in life, this, that and the other. And I feel like that's something that we as men need to do more is have be accountable for our friends who are other men, because we see things that are what, what might not happen right in front of us might happen behind our backs when our friends are watching. Um, but also we need people to keep us accountable for, Hey, how are you on your finances? Are your finances straight? How's your credit score? All this kind of stuff that we normally kind of don't talk about. I have friends that actually will talk to me about, and it keeps me to a point where, Hey, look, I know there's people that actually are going to keep me accountable for this, but they're also watching out for me and we don't have that enough in I would much rather one of my friends who's a man talk to me about this than any woman that I'm trying to date talking to me about it in the future. Joe's hard to soak up game from a female. You know what I mean? Like, but that doesn't mean there's no value in it, right? I yeah, think it. Um, before you can, this is, this is awkward to say, but before you can consider accepting her opinion, you have to be able to say, hey, do I respect who she is as a person, right? It's her shit together. Now, mm. that's a great area because the reality is, is you could learn from anybody, right? You can learn, hey, now I know what not to do. You, you, you know what I mean? But I learned that, like, soaking up game from a female is very, very beneficial, but you got to be careful the company you keep. That's, that's so true. I mean, that's in all cases. Facts. Agreed. Um, Speaking about women, the one thing this is the one thing that I, I value the most, and it, obviously, it's from Oprah. <laughs> but uh, she said, "You have two choices in life: how you prepare for things and how you react to things. So you how you plan for something and how you react to it. 
Um, so in doing, in saying that, when you're dating somebody, when you start looking through things and you start having a game plan of, hey, look, this is how I date women. Do I date them? Do I just hook up with them? Do I court them? Do I let them get to know my family? Do I have a game plan in some way, shape, or form of where I'm going with this and how they match up? I mean, basically, you can kind of prepare yourself to either get married, be in a long-term relationship, or you can prepare yourself to be I mean, or you just don't prepare yourself and then you have to react to everything. Well, oh, she just decided to go out on this date or go out with her friends. And I had no idea because I didn't talk to her this week. I mean, there's all types of stuff, but I've looked at life so long for in a kind of reactive way. And then about a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, I heard Oprah say that in her book and it was just like, hey, there you can prepare for things and plan for things or you can or you're going to react to things and those are only two things you have to worry about in life and that's from oprah a woman and i don't i don't think there's any devaluing of anybody's perspective but it's so much easier when it's when it's not coming from somebody that you're trying to start a relationship with because it kind of it kind of like is a weight on your shoulder when you think somebody is trying to tell you something to make you better as a man. So I have a different approach to it, right? Um, so how I see it is, uh, and this is advice that I would give myself or anybody with ears, right? Um, any man with ears, right? Respectfully so, or not. Um, but I would say in regard to figuring out what type of woman you want, chase your goals. That was, I mean, like, honestly, that was the most clarity I had in interacting with women because the closer I get to reaching my goals, the more that I accomplish what I want for myself, it's easier for me to see the true individuals as they come, right? Because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. Like I'm focused on this and if my most of my attention is here and you come, if I'm not going to focus on this, there has to be something about you that really grabbed my attention. You know what I mean? So that in itself, like you're special, not just because you're a female, you're special because of dot, dot, dot. And that, that works for me. I'm not saying that your perspective is wrong. Clearly, I think, you know, preparation is essential. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like if you don't, like, I guess the best way to look at, the best way to see somebody is to not look at them, right? We've heard that before, right? So if you're not really like locking in and like, hey, what are you about? Hey, I want I want to marry you. I think that, that you're the one. And like, I, I mean, I'll see, you know what I mean? Like time exposes it. And I feel like it's a lot of game out there. You know what I mean? I, these women are smart, three stacks. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um the game got angles and everybody has baggage and agendas. And I feel like if you just focus on you, I think it becomes clearer. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Jared. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, I was just going to say like, so my plan isn't so much for the woman. It's just more so it's more so, Hey, what do I actually want? So just like you said, knowing what you want, mm -hmm. 
I need I know I need to know exactly what I want before I I start dating somebody because if I don't have something to measure up against in terms of my own goals and my own perspectives and what I want out of a relationship, then I'm kind of flying blind. And then I then in the past what's happened is I've missed things that would would have been a red flag. I've missed things that would have caused me to say, hey, look, this isn't going in the direction that I want to, and this is kind of just a waste of time. So that's my that's my preparation piece. It's like just knowing exactly what I want so I can I can work towards that instead of wasting my time or somebody else's time. It's like what they say, date with purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> absolutely, because to reiterate on both of you gentlemen's brilliant points is that you got to go on your own path, which is kind of how we started in terms of you have to be an individual, right? You have to follow what you want to do. You got to, you know, you got to reach your mission in life. Like, why are you here? And go pursue that only with every ounce of energy that you have and all the time that you have here because it is finite. It's not, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So when you walk that path of going on the right, with meeting the right people, I mean, doing that, that led me to both of you, which is fantastic, right? So in, in terms of that, you really have to just go for it and then you'll meet those you know, disciples, the right people, the people with the right energy, the right connections at the right time, and then everything will fall into place in its own time. Yo, don't be scared to make mistakes, man. You're gonna you're gonna mess up. I mean, as long as you're not messing up your money and you stand on your goals, the rest of that afflicts itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be like, yeah. ah, I thought she was this, I was wrong. Now I know what to look for, and you keep on keeping on, like, you know what I mean? If you can figure out how not to and this, all right, so this is solid game, right? In dealing with relationships, use your head, not your heart, right? Because then this way you only do things that make sense. The problem is once you learn how to do that, there comes a point in your life where you have to unlearn how to do that. That is very difficult. That part is very difficult. But in order to navigate through the extra, it has to make sense. If it don't make sense, then don't do it. As soon as you start doing things that don't make sense, that's when you realize, damn, you fell in love, bro. Good luck. Because ain't no logic in that. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I I mean, I agree. But I would say love, the, the, the concept that we know as love is still chemical at the end of the day so logically speaking it, to me it still makes a little bit more sense after a certain amount of time let's say quality time and shared experiences especially if they're traumatic usually that can you know uh, accelerate the process as what is defined as love as pair bonding let's say so i guess everybody defines what love is for themselves right <clears throat> um i feel like the best approach is to never lose sight of you, right? Because you can never love anybody if you're not loving yourself first. That's not in a selfish tone, right? So if you meet a chick, you're digging shorty, she fly, you know what I'm saying? You, you make time to spend with her. But if you start slacking in your pursuit of your passion, if you start letting that QT get in the way of revenue, get in the way of meetings, get in the way of your time slots, if you reorganizing that too much, 
not only will you start to lose sight of your goal, but you'll start to lose balance within your relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, you know, I just love her so much. Bro, whose man's is this? Like, you got to stay. If you do that, you lose what you did because she came aboard knowing that this is who you are. She will test you. She will try to do it. It will mostly be like an unconscious thing. She's not doing it on purpose. It's just the nature. You know what I mean? And your responsibility to yourself and to your lady is to stay the course. You stay the course, that will still continue to happen, and you will keep everything in check. You keep everything in line. For anybody who's feeling scared, we say keep them in check. I mean, like, you probably get hurt by the word being, you know, like being submissive, not the word, the perspective of being submissive. It's required, and it happens, and it should, and it's natural, right? So take it for what it is. Absolutely. So as we trend... Go ahead, Jared. Go ahead, Josh. No, I was just going to say, I've had those times where I started letting things slip because I was dating somebody. And I've been in that position, so I know exactly what you're talking about, where you got to keep your, you have to keep your focus on what you are and about in you, and you have to care about you, and you have to love you. Otherwise, you're going to start slipping into habits that are not going to make you happy. They're going to actually take away from your happiness and then they're going to be weights on your relationship because now you started changing up habits and started doing things that were taking away from you. And now you're going to kind of resent them for that. Or that's what happened in my, my case. Yeah. Resentment is, it's hard to come back from. Like, how do you move in that? You know what I mean? Like I did this for you. Who asked you to do that? How do you balance yeah, that? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then yeah. when you when you really think about it, if you're gonna be accountable, who you mad at? Her? Nah, you mad at yourself. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you gotta stay the course, man. Like it is what it is. That's why I say that's the best advice, yo. Because the closer you get to you, they come with it, bro. Like, and I don't mean to refer to them as a it or anything like that, but it's true. You lock in on what you're doing. You get to choose. That's just, that's nature. Absolutely. And I was going to put this up for the audience to reiterate what y'all talking about. Yep. If we're dating, I want to be your second priority. I want your first priority to be you, your ambitions, your life, and your future, because my priority right now is me and mine pretty simple right finding happiness and security alone is crucial to finding it together exactly because you want to make sure you're secure your your own your own entity right your own ceo your own boss let's say individually right and internally before you want to merge it with someone else because if not that merge is going to be uh an unequal so it's actually going to be acquisition <laughs> as what kg and jared are alluding to so you don't want it to be an acquisition you want it to be a merger right you know everybody doesn't heal everybody doesn't grow everybody doesn't mature everybody's accountable so seeing this is like what well, i want i want to be your number one priority well if you fold to that then you have taken a step in the wrong way. just my opinion like I feel like people should come to each other healthy and, and filled already, right? That's not going to always happen, but that's the goal. If 
you don't do it, you can't expect her to do it. You should lead by example, lead from the front. It ain't easy, but it's fair. Bigger facts. Yeah, one of the things, uh, and this is, I mean, I didn't ever think about it until maybe like last January uh, is about being equally yoked. And um, I didn't understand the whole concept of what a yoke was or anything and <laughs> how it worked and how like if you had two, let's say, I guess it was horses and you yoke them together or if you have one horse uh, and I don't remember what country it is, but it can pull like 15,000 pounds. But if you have two York horses yoked equally together they can pull upwards of eighty-five thousand pounds um yeah something like crazy like that it's an exponential growth because they're equally yoked and together they push each other and they push each other farther and farther and because it's not just the physical but it's also the mental of in the and the connection because there's two horses there they don't have to pull as much so they're able to be stronger and i didn't understand that concept until like last year and now when i look for relationships what i'm looking for is somebody who is at the same mindset to, mindset as me in terms of hey this is what they want they know they have their goals it might not be the same goals i have but they have goals they have aspirations that they want they're busy they're not they're not just hanging out all day because i'm not just hanging out all day i don't have i don't have as much free time as most people so when you have, when I start dating, well, when I was dating a woman that didn't have as much free or didn't have as much to do, and I was busy eight days, a, well, seven days a week, but like, eight hours a day. Yeah, eight days, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it feels like eight days when you just keep going and you don't take a break. But I mean, I have goals and aspirations. I'm building companies. I'm. I also work for a church on the weekend, and so with doing that i'm constantly busy but i'm building my life and i'm also building a life for my family in the future i'm building a life for my i'm building a legacy that's what i'm trying to do so regardless of how that goes if i don't have somebody that's yoked like me that's thinking about the future thinking about what they're building thinking about a legacy thinking about or just even thinking about hey look i want to be with somebody who also wants to build something or anything like that if we're not equally yoked up here then we're not going to be able to i don't i don't feel like we'll be able to push as far and i'm looking for somebody who i can just go the distance with um i've got i mean i'm i'm 30 years old but i just i'm looking for somebody who who's going to go the distance with me and also push me and also maybe i'm not saying tell me what to do but like Hey, if your goals are bigger than mine, that's that's awesome. I'll 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 try and keep up with you. You start going faster than I am. I'm a trust me. I'm a catch up. I'm a I'm competitive as heck. <laughs> Absolutely, just uh, keep that as a inspirational force, right? The same way that you know teammates was. I'm sure Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan did when they were playing together. The same way the dream the, the dream team did during those practices is being competitive and allow allowing people to be themselves, which is where we started the conversation and then using that to, you know, propel yourself, which is even, I think even cooler because not everyone has that significant other that they can even look up to that at like that sometimes. 
right? Because we all have our different strengths, right? You're not going to be looking up to them for everything, right? It's not that acquisition. It's still a merger. You can hold your own right type of thing. And they look up to you in a lot of ways. So I think it's great when you uh, always have the the right uh, people in your circle to propel you to excellence. I think that's always a great factor to have in life. Yeah, that makes sense. I can dig it. I, I guess like uh, I, I was a little taken aback when you said like you look up to your lady. I was like, I've never seen that happen before. You know what I mean? And I guess. I guess because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, I'm sure that it exists. You know, well, I, it, I was going to say it hurt my pride for sure. Bro, because it was, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be real. My ego, and my pride, that's probably why that relationship didn't work out. But uh, it definitely pushed me forward. Um and it pushed me into it pushed me more than anything else um but yeah I, i'm i'm not saying like the everybody has a different road to get to where they are too we have different roads we have different paths um we have different things that we want and but if we're like if our goals are kind of similar and you're in a different spot than i'm in a and I'm in a different spot. It's okay if we're in different spots getting towards our goals, because I mean, if you look at it, most most millionaires are built in their 30s and 40s, not not their 20s. So um, it's okay, just depending on who you are, what your what what career you're in, and all that stuff. But as long as our goals meet in the end, that's also important. Um, but if your goals are bigger than mine, that's gonna make me really competitive, and I'm really gonna be like, oh well, I need to step up my game. I, my my aspirations are too small. Um. Absolutely, and it, it definitely is required sometimes to have that to have that type of significant other. But uh, yeah, guys, as we transition to the next topic, which is, can women be satisfied? And I guess this question is posed for. Things like uh, Kevin Samuels, let's say, who speaks to a lot of women who, you know, aren't always able to find what they want and continually want more and more and more without uh, being equally yoked and giving some things. In addition to sometimes, uh, you know, women will say they want one thing and then when they receive it, they're not particularly satisfied. Have you uh, gentlemen ever come across anything similar to this phenomenon? Um, yes. Yep. <laughs> so, how do you, um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this. Uh, can you satisfy a woman? Um, yes and no, right? Uh, yes, you can satisfy certain topics, but in my opinion, if you find a woman that you completely satisfy in all facets, uh, she's content with being content, right? She should want more, right? You should want more. You set your goals here. As you get close to reaching your goals, you're setting more and more goals. Exactly. You can be, You can. yes, you can satisfy them, but it's not going to last. But 
how about this? Can you do you think like you'll set your goals to a point where you'll be like, hey, I reached my goals. I'm good now. You know what I mean? Life's done. Uh, you know what I mean? You say Alexander the Great conquered the known world in, in his 20s. Now what? You know what I mean? I feel like if you set goals and you attain them, you set more goals. Like that's what we're here to do, right? So if you can't satisfy yourself, how can you expect to satisfy a woman and be done with it? Like, all right, she's done now. It's over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're going to be there. This is kind of what makes it. I don't feel like it's about satisfying it because I feel like there are some things that are just insatiable, like hunger. You'll be full, but then you're going to want to eat again. You know what I mean? You put your thing down, but then you're going to have to do it again. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's more or less about um, managing than it is satisfying, if that makes sense. Very wise. What are your thoughts, Jared? I think that satisfaction is really intrinsic. Um, it's more so from inside than outside, because you can. So, so if if I if I bring this to like a metaphor, uh, so if you have. Let's say you really want to go to this restaurant and you want to go to STK New York. And then um, you're like, I want to go, blah, 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 blah. So something happens. And then you end up cooking a steak and at home and you, you did a great job and it was better. It, it, it turned out just as good, if not better. You can still be satisfied by that. But it, it comes from not, it comes from actually the intrinsic feeling. So um, I believe that no matter if somebody's not happy with themselves or they're not happy with something or it's almost impossible to satisfy them. Um, if I'm not happy with what's going on around me in my, in my environment, in my world right now, um, no matter what happens, I'm not going to be satisfied because I'm still dwelling on negative things. So there's a level of maturity that comes with satisfaction satisfaction you have to be mature enough to know that hey look there's things going on that are going to cause me to be upset frustrated um you have to know your past or the, their past what things like i just feel like in general people especially emotional people and i would say typically us as men we seem to be less emotional because we're more focus driven on goals and ask things, whereas women are more driven on feelings and emotions. I feel like that's just me. Um, it's not just. Yeah, it's not just me. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but, uh, but I feel like if you're not satisfied intrinsically right now, you can, you'll still be, you won't be satisfied later. So it's not even, we can, I can't satisfy somebody who's not satisfied with themselves. Right. And that was the thing, like, it's like the, the question is kind of a setup, right? It's like, is that your job to make them happy? Is that your job to satisfy them in certain categories? Yeah. As a whole, like, no, I'm, I got my own things that I'm doing. Like, these are the things that I'll agree to do for you, with you, to you, for you. Outside of that, come on, man. Like you're getting in the way of what I got going on. And if you stay clear with that and you don't fold on that, the world is your oyster. Bigger facts.
Absolutely. And shout out to Brother Lou and Cheese in the comments as well. And Claude Diz. And Lou says, constant hoop jumping. You're going to be exhausted. She got to find satisfaction and you being satisfied. That's the jewel. Bars. That, 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 that takes some. That takes, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's scripture. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to be able to. <laughs> Drive that message home is a whole nother level. That's not that's one that's not one hundred level courses right there. <laughs> that's Macalations three eight. <laughs> that's what that is. That's what I'm sure. talking about, Lou. <laughs> Absolutely, but I, I agree with you guys because it's it does take a lot of maturity, but it also takes an understanding of the moment in addition to looking at things in the future and as a constant, right? Because, you know, they say that women change their mind like the weather. And if you're aware of this fact, it's a lot more, it's, a, it's not likely that you're going to get frustrated by it because you understand the concept as opposed to someone else who may be a Fonsworth simpleton, let's say, and doesn't understand this. They'll gonna, they're going to be continuously perturbed by women changing their mind because they don't understand women. So it's right. kind of like you have to not only understand women, but also understand your woman, especially if you choose her. So there's a reason why you chose her. As you guys went into, there should be a very solid reason. And you made that decision based upon her behavior, her constant, right, type of thing. And I'm sure it's a similar decision on her part, hopefully, right? Things like that. You gotta manage it. That's your job. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna go left, it's gonna go right. And like you said, you gotta be able to overstand. And if you can overstand, you get the bigger picture, then, you know, you don't sweat the details and then everything starts to seem like details, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And my apologies. I was laughing at a loose comment right here. <laughs> I, when I saw that, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, here's the thing. We have Instagram now. And if you are not comfortable with yourself, it's hard it's hard to be satisfied with what you have. Mm. Whether Preach. it's a, whether it's a relationship, whether it's objects and things, things you want. I mean, something new's coming out on your feet every every few seconds. And if you're not comfortable with yourself and where you're at and your position in life and your goals, how are you going to be satisfied? And I can't satisfy you because the next thing is coming tomorrow. Yeah. Well, actually not tomorrow. It'll be coming in a few seconds. Oh, well, I want that now. Exactly. And um, I, I forgot who said this, but somebody said this to me a long time ago. Comparison is the enemy of progress. Mm. Amen. So if you're constantly comparing yourself to somebody else on somebody else's life, somebody else's relationship, somebody else's marriage, somebody else's girlfriend, whatever, somebody else's looks, you're not going to be satisfied. It's the enemy. It's all intrinsic. If you're comfortable with yourself, you're happy with yourself, then you can be satisfied. Well, yeah, it all circles back. I guess, you know, we coming back around of realizing that it's like if you just focus on yourself from the front door, then it doesn't really matter. You're so used to being you that you're not trying to be anybody else. 
And that's what separates you from everybody else. I did it my way. It's a lot easier that way too, guys. You know what I mean? Instead of work. It's hard, but it's simple. You know what I mean? Like, just do whatever you want. <laughs> Can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. Do you think? Do you guys think that when you are happy being you, other people try to tear you down for being yourself? Oh, a thousand percent. I think that's the 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 that's the natural reaction. So you'll have and KG brought it up earlier, and I'm sorry if I'm preemptively stealing stealing your uh, stealing your thunder, KG, but. Essentially, KG was saying how when someone is an individual, society will, you know, emulate it. As in, you'll have the haters, as you, what you're referring to, and the emulators. But usually, uh, society is polarized, right? As we see with the two political parties. So one's going to be one side, one's going to be the other side. But both of those sides are going to be giving you energy of love and hate. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward in my opinion, man. It's just like the more you're you, like it's it's the confident. You know what I mean? Like what makes you be able to be so confident? It must be this or it must be that. Like at the end of the day, man, like that's never going to stop. It's no different than you saying, oh, well, can you satisfy your woman? Yeah. And doing this or doing that, but it's going to change. You're going to, you're going to get hungry. You're going to eat. You're going to get hungry again. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fuck it, man. Just you'd be better off just doing whatever you want, and it's gonna work or it's gonna work. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like she'd be like, "What do you want to do?" Look, you get to choose. It's your choice. You give her the choice, and it's either gonna be door one or door one, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's what I got. That's what it's gonna be. And if you're not cool with it, that's cool. Somebody gonna be cool with it. And if you stay on that page, as long as you're growing and evolving, not just being stagnant in your ways, you're stubborn about your goals, flexible with your approach. Yo, it's the win, man. Straight like that. Absolutely. What do you think, Jared? Oh, man. I can tell you that people will try and tear you down if you are happy with yourself and in the position that you're in. And not only that, they'll try and tear, like, if you, I, I think if you give people too many options to do anything, and we we're just talking about doors, if door number one, door number one, but like if you give people to anybody, especially women, too many options, um, <laughs> they they really will. I mean, it starts things start going all over the place. Hey, well, do you want? Or, but sometimes you, what you have to do is just narrow it down to, hey, do you want to do this, or do you want to do this? Do you do you want to go to you want to go to this restaurant? Or you want to go to this restaurant because all that stuff in between is where that unhappiness starts coming around and that un the this not being satisfied because well i just want you to make a decision well i just gave you two decisions now um i use the same principles at work and it sounds it kind of sounds bad but i try to deal with my work relationships the same way i deal with my regular my, my dating relationships because i found that work relationships are just as hard as regular relationships when you have people that don't like well, that don't like to work, especially if you're in an authoritative <laughs> position and you're a leader. When you when you're a leader, not not I'm not talking about just manager. I mean a leader. When you actually lead people, um, and there's a big difference between being a manager and a supervisor and a leader. When you have people following you, it 
it's really hard for people to that aren't leaders or that aren't satisfied with themselves to be accepting of what you say they want to tear everything down and i feel like even with women and and men and i'm gonna say this with men too if you're not satisfied with yourself and you don't have a, a level of confidence inside yourself um you'll start tearing the person in your relationship down um i've seen that happen i've i've been in that position before no not recently but um you have to be comfortable in who in your own skin with who you are what you what you're about what you like all that stuff as long as you have that squared away and you have that straight then you can you can have a relationship where it's healthy and be comfortable with somebody else otherwise it's pretty much impossible to satisfy because now you're sitting here trying to live up to something that you're not well said absolutely and there's a lot of a lot of gems being dropped, gentlemen. So if you in the you know if you're watching, you in the comments, please write these gems down, play them back, you know, put them on your phone so you can hear them. Like that, that's exactly what you want to do. Hmm. And then if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then as Lou was saying, right? Ig changing things comparison and that, that's what you said Jared because when you have that FOMO and that dopamine and it's synchronized with your Instagram activity that's that that is the danger zone of conformity unfortunately man I'm not trying to be nobody else I'm gonna be honest I ain't trying to be nobody else nobody has my hair I'm wearing a sweatshirt just chilling like i'm not worried about what anybody thinks I'm not worried about what i say i'm gonna just be me and i think that scares people especially women sometimes if they're not comfortable in their own skin mm. um because i am completely comfortable with who i am and i don't feel like i need to change to be in a relationship with anybody from the get, from the beginning, from the end to the end, I'm just gonna be me. There's no, there's no use in me pretending, because it's just not gonna, like it's just a waste of my time to pretend to be something I'm not. I'm happy with who I am. I find it has like the opposite effect. Like I'm, I'm confident, um, and I think that there's a difference between confident and cocky. Um, confident is is based off of principle and experience, when cockiness is more like a, I don't know, like a, I don't know, like a coat that you put on, you, you know what I'm saying, to protect you. Um, I think that when the confidence is true, it's like, you know, winning is a habit, losing is a habit. When you had in the habit of winning and you're confident in that, I think from my experience, women kind of flock to it. You know what I mean? Like they want to see like, is this real? Is this genuine? Wow, how do you do that? How do you do that? You know what I mean? Rather, you may run into it. I'm not saying that you can't, but from my experience, it's more or less um, a huge upside and a benefit because um, over a period of time, you can start to separate the cockiness from the confidence and see if it's based on principle or just some false mindset or ego. You know what I mean? And once that sets in, you be like, wow, well, how, how can I do that? Follow me. I know the way. You know what I'm saying? And then... 
You know what I mean? Like, because you're focused on what you're doing, you've become really good at what you do. So nobody can be you better than you. So if you're good at that, of course, you're going to be confident in that. You know what I mean? And people don't know who to be. They're looking for people to be. They're looking for, you know, things to be a part of. Inclusion is a hell of a drug. You know what I mean? Be like, yo, well, yo, this is a gang. You can join. This is all you got to do. You know what I'm saying? And it works. It works. Absolutely. And just a heads up, uh, Jared, if you don't have a virtual trainer, KG is world class. And that's who trains Chloe and I, this FYI. Okay. Okay. So this this is one of my... So, so when I see that, when I see the Instagram, when I see all the Instagram... Uh, that's KG. So that's this is my uh, accountability partner right here. <laughs> every day and every way, we get better and better, man. That's what it's about. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll hop on that because I, I definitely need another trainer. <laughs> and you're virtual, so I can do it down in Texas, right? Yes, sir. All right. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up. We can make it work 100%. Yes, sir. So, um, I mean, I. Look, well, I, I agree completely with what you said, KG. It, I think there is definitely a difference between confidence and cockiness, 100%. Um, and being able to discern that also is an important thing. And understand which is which is important because some people, I mean, like sometimes you'll meet somebody and they'll be extremely confident. And you don't know if it, you don't know if it's genuine or not, just like you said. And I feel like that's kind of where uh, I'm going to be, uh, this is going to sound bad, but I feel like the culture down here is very different than up North. Um, it's completely different because I've been, I mean, I've been out to the clubs, I've been out everywhere and I know what some people are actually making because they've worked at my jobs and worked at facilities that I worked at and they're acting like they have all this money and they don't. And I've seen both where confidence versus cockiness down here. And it seems to be a lot more about money down here than anything else. And it's not genuine. So, and now it's not everybody. It's just, a, it's a decent amount of people that I've seen. And maybe that's why I don't, why I don't even mess with that anymore down here because it's just, a, it, you have to be comfortable with yourself and not trying to be or pretend to be somebody else. Now, was Muhammad Ali confident or cocky? I think Muhammad Ali, I'm going to be honest, he was a marketing genius. He was confident and he was a marketing genius. And I don't, and, and he was about his money. Um, there's nothing, I don't think there's, I mean, if you look at any fighter, they're going to, you have to promote your show. You have to promote yourself. That's how you become a better fighter just in promotion, even though you, you have to be good, but promotion is everything. So how you promote yourself, how you promote your brand. I mean, I can't, I, I can't fault somebody for having a good brand, even though it might come off as cocky. What about you, KG? What do you think? Yo, the, I think it goes right back to what I said, like confidence is built off of experience. Like, why do I say that I'm the best? Well, because nobody ever showed me different. You know what I'm saying? Like 
That's confident. I've been winning, so I'm a winner. Floyd Mayweather, I'm the best. This is what he says, right? Why? Because mm -hmm. nobody beat me. I'm the champ. The champ is here. How can you say that? Because it's true. You follow what I'm saying? So there's nobody better at being me than me. It's a fact. So I think the issue is that the people confuse when you're confident and you say that you're confident and you speak highly of yourself, people don't want to hear that because they have problems dealing with their how they feel about themselves. What makes them think he's so good? If I, if me talking about me makes you feel a way about you, that's your problem, not mine. So now you're judging me because I believe in myself. I'm not cocky, I'm confident. And that's what I see. I see somebody who was confident and who had no problem being themselves and speaking about who they are and what they can do. It's my take on it. I, I have to agree with that completely. I, I, I think the only time somebody calls somebody cocky is when they're comparing themselves or comparing them to somebody else or comparing them to some is back to a comparison because how do you know if, i mean what is cocky just somebody who's confident enough to speak about it and talk about it i mean because i always viewed it as a perspective because usually if people are in their feelings about you being you in their presence they'll view you as cocky like they're going to take it with from a, a negative filter everything you do is going to be negative even if you do something positive for them oh what what yo come on man what is this charity instead of just saying thank you type of thing so it, i feel like it's when people are in their feelings they're they're going to be viewing you as more cocky and arrogant things like that however i do agree with your initial point jared that there's a difference between being confident and cocky because those are two separate things but sometimes they'll cross over from people's perspective and they'll try to attribute some traits of cockiness when it's probably confidence yeah i mean the definition of cockiness is arrogant and conceited and i don't even partly self-assertive i mean those are all opinions thank you no, none of those are facts arrogant i mean arrogant is an opinion of somebody um i mean Ed Milet, uh, if you don't know Ed Milet, he said um, two weeks ago on a Tuesday, I was in a conference call with him and he was saying he, he will outwork anybody any day. And I was like, all right, I'll take that challenge. It was, I wasn't like, he's too cocky. I was just like, all right, I'll take that challenge. I'll, I'll get to outwork you in a year. In a year, I'll be, I'll be outworking you. I'm trying hard as that's why I'm working eight days a week, even though there's only seven, <laughs> but I, it's all in your perspective of how you see it. You can see somebody as either a motivator or somebody who you're against. Mm. Thousand percent. That person, that person that has, I mean, that person that has more money than you has, has a jet, has a boat, has a yacht, whatever. That should be motivation. That shouldn't be anything you sitting here that upset about. You shouldn't be mad at anybody but yourself. Don't be mad at your situation. Just make the situation better. Because you don't know what struggle they went through to get there. I don't know your backstory. I don't know their backstory. So just use it as motivation in your own story to get to where you want to be.
And that, that'll take away that whole cocky word in general because cocky shouldn't shouldn't be for anybody. Like I don't call that that's just judging somebody. Right. And that was really where I was getting to. It was like, well, if we're doing what we said we're doing from the beginning, it's just like being yourself and worried about yourself, being your best you, what they doing don't really make a difference, right? But if we're going to assess it for uh just for conversation, I think it's easy to tell because real recognize real. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? Like you don't get a early somebody's over there winning and you're winning. Like you're yourself. You don't have any negative. You're like, Oh, that is fake. Like if you can say that about them, then that means there's something about you that ain't genuine. You know what I'm saying? So if you're doing you, it really don't matter what they're doing. But if, they're actually a winner. You guys will probably not have much to talk about because you're busy winning. You know what I mean? Not really concerned about, you know, if I'm not concerned about if Josh is cocky or confident, it really doesn't make me much of a difference. You know what I'm saying? So that's for other people to decide. And I think that that's the big takeaway is like, you know, we back to looking at comparisons. And sometimes you use comparisons as a benchmark and you can use it in a positive way. But a lot of times people can't, you know, separate themselves from it because everybody's all I unless they're comparing. Then it's them versus I instead of just do you doing you. Yeah. Um, I think I think the key to satisfaction and being satisfied. And this is going to sound bad, but I don't lose. I either win or I learn. I have those two opinions of everything. And you definitely got losing. Or I'm going to learn. That's Where's a loss? I didn't die. I'm still here. I'm breathing. Like, I can take every, every mistake that I've ever made, I've learned something from. The only time you don't win or you don't learn something from something is when you choose not to learn anything from it. So, you learn when you win, though, right? Oh, I learned. Yeah, I, I learned. And I excite. I'm excited when I win too. But you learn. It, everything's a learn. Everything's learning. But if you don't, if you don't, if you, if something goes wrong for any or any reason, if something goes wrong and you have a bad experience with somebody, something, and you don't learn anything from it, then that's an L. That's a, that, that's an L, and. and I, cho- I choose not to take else. I choose to take everything as a learning experience. So I have satisfaction in that. So even in my past relationships that, did, that didn't end well, I learned something and I'm okay with it. I'm, I've had, I have satisfaction with that because I know that I took something away from that that made me a better person, a better man, and a stronger man at that So would you would you uh, follow the advice of a woman if she was telling you how you should um, display your masculinity? Uh, if, you, if you felt like she was right? So I, I don't she I don't think a woman can tell a man how to display masculinity. Um, you can't tell me how to display masculinity because I'm already masculine. I'm already a man. How are you going to tell me how to be? 
Now, just because you're making a comparison to something you've seen in another man, that's not, that doesn't mean that you're telling me how to be masculine. You're just telling me how to be somebody else. And ladies, logically, why would we want to be someone else? That just doesn't make any sense, logically speaking. So thank you, Jared, for that wonderful articulation. I want them to be somebody else. Just be with that somebody else. Real talk. That is a wonderful question. Ladies in the comments, feel free to answer. Mrs. Annette is in the building. What up, Miss Annette? What up, boss? Annette, how you been? How about that? Men should such and such. Women seem such and such. Yo, I mean, in some instances, like, yo, there's a lot of dudes that do some whole, whole stuff, man. And it's a lot of chicks that, you know, they, they out here acting up. You know what I mean? So I can't say it's 100% wrong, but at the end of the day, if you worried about yourself, it really don't make a difference, right? You know what I mean? I I think we can I, I don't think anybody can attest to seeing like that's not proper, right? Um but to eat that's what I look at, I'd be like, all right, like I guess that's what works for you. Do what works for you. What you eat don't make me shit. So I you know, it is what it is. I ain't never heard that before. That's funny I'm gonna use that. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. You got to be comfortable with you. That's At the end of the day, I think it all falls down to the root of, like you said, KG, you have to be comfortable with yourself. And it all it's all determined by who you are, your identity. And if you don't have your own identity, then you're not going to be happy. We're going to have issues with satisfying you because you don't have an identity and you're trying to be somebody else that you see on Instagram. I tell people all the time, don't compare yourself to somebody else's highlight reel. Instagram is just a highlight reel of somebody's life. It's not all the other plays where they got tackled or they fell down and they got or they tripped and didn't catch the ball. It's just specifically a highlight reel of what people want to show everybody. So don't sit here and compare yourself to that highlight reel because you'll just find yourself unhappy or continuing to try and make your entire life as perfect as somebody's few seconds. That's an interesting topic, Chloe. Like, I'm I'm really having a hard time agreeing with that statement. Oh, for those listening on podcast, Chloe just said men can learn to be more masculine based on their interactions with women. And I'm curious to see what the ladies think as well. But go ahead, KG. I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. Like, I don't, I, I, I like, I try to see it and like, like see your perspective. I, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I want you to like, tell me what you're talking about. Unless you, do you guys, do you, can you guys process it and explain it? I don't, I can't, I can't follow. I was trying to make sense of it, but it doesn't make, like, I don't, I don't think a woman can teach a man how to be masculine, but I don't think there's a shortage of resources for some for a man to not be able to see stuff because we have television, all this other stuff. Um, 
I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're talking about single parent households where there's a mom trying to teach his son how to be masculine, but it's kind of hard. I mean, if you, it, it, that father figure helps or seeing other men helps because I mean, going to a barbershop, seeing other men, um, how they act, watching men on TV, like that kind of teaches you how to be masculine, but it, oh, I don't think I, a woman can show me anything besides how to, how they're feminine, but I can't learn that. Men can learn to be more masculine based on interactions with women. She adds that there are men who seek to be more masculine, not a woman forcing this on the man. Um, Chloe, I'm a little bit confused. That's a good question, <laughs> Lou. What what is masculine? That's a interacting with women teaches you how women respond to certain energy. I, I again, I would say that's game. You learn game that way, but you don't learn how to be masculine that way. I think those are two different things. And as the gentleman said, usually when men are around other strong men, when king raised princes to be kings type of thing. I, I think it's more about that. You can't really raise a queen cannot raise a prince to be king respectfully. Mama ain't strong enough to raise no boy. What's his father name? You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I gotta go. I, I don't I don't get like I, I, I'm not gonna flat out say I disagree with it. I say it doesn't make sense to me so I'm gonna try to understand the perspective but I don't see how a man can become more masculine. I don't know what that means, but more masculine interacting with women. What more masculine? How do you, how are you more masculine? Just like a woman learning to be more feminine, men can offer their advice and it would be considered valid. I, but I guess for ladies, you would still look at f f uh, feminine examples f for in order to be feminine. And sure, you can get advice. But again, I, I still consider that more about game when you get advice about how the other sex is. Respectfully, when you get advice that has to do more with dating and courtship as opposed to behavior as a yeah. as a masculine or feminine. I think I, I, I think. So here's the thing. Masculinity has to do with literally physical traits. Um, not It's not so much even identity. It's actually physical traits. It's, it's your physical appearance and just how you are um, as a person. And you can't, I can't learn from a, I can't learn math from a reading textbook. I can't learn I can't learn how to cook from sitting it I mean from from being in a restaurant like in not in the kitchen it's just like there's and that, that probably was a bad ex bad example but here's the thing women are feminine men are masculine there's no way for women to teach men to be masculine there's no way for men to teach women how to be feminine it just doesn't work that way we're different we're anatomy or anatomically or is that the right word josh different 
Mm -hmm. Um, We have different genetics. We have different chromosomes. We have a, we have a different mentality when we come out the womb. We, we, we just perceive the world differently. Thank you, Jared. Absolutely. So look, if a man is learning from a woman on how to be masculine, he is learning what a woman thinks is masculine. He's not learning actual traits of how to be masculine because he's not learning from the source. Thank you. And as you brought up before, usually that's what happens to single mothers and that they have they have a son, unfortunately. And it's just being respectfully, but that's that's how you're raising him to be the image that you want. So you have a vision in your head that you didn't receive. So now you're building it, building him out of clay, essentially. Missing that out of good perspective, bro. And Miss Annette says, how you respond and how men learn are not the same. A woman can teach a man how to love her, but she doesn't groom his masculinity. And this says, a woman can teach men how to be men. However, understanding and interacting with women will teach men about your masculinity. In other words, learning through experience with the opposite sex. Masculine energy is the polar opposite of feminine energy. Uh, I can agree with that last statement. The last one's true. Right? That's facts, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> facts, right. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see what the other ladies think because we have some ladies in the comments. Does anyone else uh, want to weigh in here? Do they? You guys to see what Chloe's talking about? It's not. What is this language? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Lou, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I was like, uh, I don't. Y'all don't say. You know what I mean? Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even think, I don't even think masculinity can be taught. I don't think it's a, a factor that can be actually taught. It's something that's inside of you. I don't know if it's something that actually can be taught. I think you can you can become like look more masculine or whatever, but I don't think I don't think you can actually teach somebody to be masculine. Mm. Not intentionally. I think it's like something like you you might hey look, okay. you might learn how to be masculine. Mas- yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all right, so you're like, you can't teach somebody. Uh, you, If you're, like, let's just, for simplicity's sake, right? You can't teach a little boy how to like a little girl. You can't teach that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's specific to that. Like, yeah, this is, I like her. Like, how do you like somebody? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but you can teach him how to, uh, respect her. You can teach her how to uh, treat her, but you can't teach her how to like her. So it's like masculinity. I think that Chloe was trying to say something, but the word masculinity wasn't it, right? Um, I think she's talking about more like the gentleman kind of, or like yeah, maybe how to treat her, uh, what mm-hmm. she likes, preferences, but not masculine. Um, and there are things that men. <clears throat> 
that are not masculine just because you're a man doesn't mean you're being masculine does that make sense too right so um tell me if you guys disagree with that flat out if you want some whole shit that's not that's not masculine it just is what it is jealousy is a female trait you know you can argue with it if you want but it's a very emotional thing not that men can't have emotions but that's just not how it's supposed to be that's just how i see it so um i don't think you can teach it i think you can you be who you are and you and you're that way but that's why there's a difference different types of men you can have alphas you can have betas you can have leaders you can have followers so yeah you're still a man but you're this type of man it's like women can be feminine but she can be a tomboy right absolutely and lou says masculinity cannot be taught it can only be suppressed we are men we are born masculine thousand percent claude is says you can teach people to suppress their natural energy and you can groom people to bring out their suppressed energy and bnlv89 says i agree i don't think it can be taught i think it's built up through experiences claude said nah speaking about masculinity agree with jared from little mermaid and claude says i grew up around alpha males full of masculinity and that is a fact but how i would say i still don't think you can teach a man how to be a man or how to be masculine either or define that for him you know what i mean that that's and that that's the antithesis of being masculine to allow someone else let alone a woman respectfully define that for you so so you know how we like there there's two different things you have an aptitude test mm. which is like based on your skills that you already have inside of you then you have like skills tests that you can be that you can learn there's things that you can actually learn masculinity is like masculinity and femininity are like aptitudes they're things that are you're built with it's inside of you it's already there it's just activating it and generally it's already pre-activated. It's already something that's inside of you. Now, like they said, you can suppress it, but everything else, like being around uh, alpha males, a lot of alpha males as a woman, um, like Chloe said, you can pick up certain personality traits. You could pick up certain factors of that, and but that's that's something that you're learning. So that has nothing to do with being masculine. That's actually just something that you learn from watching and whereas us being masculine is hey that's intrinsically us that's who you are that's who you were born as and born to be it is possible that men can be more feminine and women can be more on the masculine side yes that is a learned trait or as jared was alluding to yes right but that's we're talking about behavior though right Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that uh, we're back to defining masculinity, right? Um, and I think that women are looking at behaviors as definitions. And I guess that is 
I guess like that's how you display it, right? So if you say, hey, this man is jealous because I used that example, then he's displaying a feminine trait, but does that make him feminine? No. So if he does something, I don't know, what would a woman consider a masculine trait, right? If he does something that's a masculine trait, is he, does he not have feminine traits? So I think what the thing is, is that we're going back to somehow women are finding a balance in defining what masculinity is, right? Um, they're defining what masculinity looks like to them. There are different types of men. There are different types of people. And at the end of the day, a man is a man. He's a different type of man than this man and that man. But a woman can't define what his, what his whether he's masculine or he's not, right? Tell me I'm wrong. Oh yeah, definitely not wrong. And then Lewis Louisville said a cobra snake is born with venom. True. Masculinity is instinctive. School, church, and society beat it out of you. And then your social circle reinforces that. So they'll hold you accountable for being conforming. You're not supposed to be that way. Why are you this? Da, 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 da? You're like, this is wrong. No, bro. Do you, which is what we started out saying. It goes to your personality. Look at Prince. He's feminine, but also very masculine. Prince also has bread. So <laughs> a little bit different. Let's be honest. Would the ladies be around him if he didn't have that fortune? That's my question. Because at the end of the day, like you're, you're a fool until you're a genius. If you do something that hasn't been done and it doesn't work, then you're a clown. But if you do something that hasn't been done and it works, then you're a genius. And that's just really how it works. Prince, he was just doing him. That was his way. That can't work for everybody. There's no other Prince, right? So are we defining femininity and masculinity by the opposite genders telling what it is? You know what I'm saying? See. I just I, I just feel like we're at a point where in the world we're making judgments of what we can and can't form people to be. Yes. Boom. Boom. You want to define it. This is what I'm more comfortable with what you looking like and behaving like. So do this. And you lean on them until they fold. Don't fold. Yo, that's my time, fellas. I got an early call. Yo, y'all continue to have a good show. I catch y'all on the next one. All right, KG, appreciate it. Have a good one. Peace out. That's me, KG. But yeah. What up, Josh? Yo, Jared, this has been excellent. Thank you, sir. Once again, you want to shout out your IG handles? Yo, it's at MR, Mr. J Gaines. MR for masculine. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, uh, I'll drop it in the in the. But um, I just feel like we have, we got to stop defining. We got to stop taking and nitpicking on every single thing, and not us in this group. I'm talking about in general. Um, 
women don't come at men and say, hey, look, that's not masculine. Because here's the thing. You don't know his story. You don't know where he's been. You don't know if he you don't know what's caused him to be that way. Now, we we know as black men, we have a lot of we have a lot of men, especially in this generation and the next generation that have grown up without fathers because of the way the stupid system is to arrest people for absolutely nothing. Mm. Um, so we can't blame somebody for not knowing how to show their masculinity. It doesn't mean they're not masculine. It just means that they, they there are certain traits that they picked up from women. And it's not that they picked up a feminine trait, it's just that they were around it and they've learned and they've learned it. But they still are masculine in every factor. You can't judge a man based on a comparison to another man. Exactly. Don't judge a man based on a comparison to your father. Don't judge a man on a based on a comparison to what you think a man should be. Judge a man based on his value to you, how he treats you, and how he reacts to what you say. What his financial financial status is. Like the things that are actually matter, pay attention to those things. Because a lot of women will say, hey, look, I want somebody who just cares about me. Okay, well, you got somebody that cares about you now. Okay, now do they have their finances together? Hopefully you both have your finances together. If you don't have your finances together, then I can understand why he probably doesn't either. Um, but do you, do you both talk the same same language? Do you both speak life to each other? Do you both like talking about the same things like sports, basketball, whatever, video games? Do you both have times where you can split up and hang out with your own friends? Do you have a friends group and does he have a friends group? I honestly think that's one of the biggest problems that we face today is <laughs> I've seen I've seen my friends where one where the guy will have a group group of friends and the girl won't. And generally that ends in some type of something goes bad because He's busy with his friends and she doesn't have friends to hang out with or vice versa. Girl has a lot of friends. Guy doesn't have any friends. And generally what that causes is some insecurity. Yes. Um, or guy has a lot of guy friends. Girl has a lot of guy friends. Yes. You don't have friends like it. Make sure that you are equally balanced and equally yoked in multiple areas of your life. Start drawing your life out. And saying, hey, look, this is who I am. This is who I really should be looking for. Somebody who's at least similar to me or within my goals. So that's just me. Absolutely. A thousand percent. I think that's a wonderful point. And Claude Diz actually sent this article. So let's examine this. To perhaps articulate her point. So this blog from voicesofyouth.org are saying that these are the masculine energy energy traits and feminine energy traits so some of the traits are for feminine let's say receptive passive contractive intuitive inward and masculine would be projective active giving expansive outward and it has different Different lanes, let's say. What would you what do you think about when you see these uh these words here, Jared? If you can you see them? Yeah, I can see them. It's a little bit bright, but um 
here's the thing. I mean, masculine energy versus this is somebody's definition, right? This this is this is somebody's individual definition of what it is. I, I this is what you have to find. I think you have to find somebody that completes the parts of your life that you don't have and can tag team with you and be on be like your partner. Now, you I know women who are great basketball players. They're great athletes. They play play on teams. They do they're great with teamwork and they I mean they just love sports. That doesn't mean that whoever they like doesn't have to I mean has to like sports. Right. But they both have to be receptive of, I think receptive, like it said it on, I think it said it on the um, feminine energy side, both people have to be receptive. If you're not receptive of each other, you're not going to have a relationship. Exactly. Receptive. It's it relationships. Forget about compromise. They're, they're not about compromise. Relationships are about communication. Yes. That's all relationships. doesn't matter if it's, a relationship with your boss, a relationship with your parents, your family members, your kids. It's about communication. You don't communicate, there's no relationship. That's the very simple thing about all relationships. So if you want to nitpick down to a specific thing, hey, this man doesn't have this, this man doesn't have this, this man doesn't have this, you're looking at the negative. Start looking at what the guy does have that you like. Start looking at the things that the woman has that you like, that you enjoy. Focus on those and then communicate about the rest of the stuff because you'll find there are reasons and experiences that probably caused some type of disconnect there. Um, and it, it's not always a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not going to share any of my ex's stories, but I can tell you they've been through some stuff that hurt them. And I still accept them for that, even though, hey, we might not have been meant to be together. And they've been through some stuff that hurt them. That doesn't mean that, hey, I should harp on that or I should say, hey, look, I can't accept them because of that. That's not right. They didn't. If you didn't, if 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 a woman didn't grow up with a mom, I can't expect her to know how to do certain things or be a certain way. That's definitely true, and I definitely think the inverse is true for men, as you talked about before, being around, excuse me, young men being around actual men and alpha men and masculine men and men who aren't afraid to, uh, you, you know, pick up and move things, right? Things like that, just being yourself. And we have a riveted conversation here in the comments between Claude Diz and Lou, which is interesting. Okay. And, Close says that's the point of being masculine, providing and protecting. And Lou says providing and protecting ourselves. You know what? Here's the thing. And and I'm I'm gonna go back to provide provider protecting real quick. Providing protecting initially started out with food, gathering food. It was hunter-gatherers, gathering yes. food and all this other stuff. But when you start, like, if you actually pay attention, like, if you look at genetics and such, people who are nearsighted generally weren't hunter-gatherers. 
they were they were a different type of person that was still still a man still masculine that did something else intuitively in order to be able to provide and if we look go back through history slavery was everywhere that's like Ro- the roman empire controlled half the world at some point and had everybody in slavery yes so um we have to stop thinking hey it's just providing in one way um look at the ways that somebody does provide for you because whether it's physically sexually financially uh emotionally spiritually there are different types of there's a there's different types of provision that you can get from somebody now those parts where you guys don't where somebody's not able to provide for you especially men that's where you have to have those conversations it's not about um just shutting it down and saying oh well he doesn't have this it's hey what's the conversation why don't you have this a lot of men don't know how to do finances they need other men around them to learn okay let's see lewis says as i provide and protect myself you will find comfort in that uh example building a house and sharpening my axe okay cool yeah i mean i (laughs) think i think i but i think also um iron sharp iron sharpens iron so being around other men who are strong also like allows other allows you to be stronger as a man and i feel like I didn't say this before, but I think every woman should look at a man's friends group and every man should look at a woman's friends group. Yes. Because if iron sharpens iron and I mean, we can, you can basically tell how strong somebody is by their, their group of friends. Um, and I'm sure you've heard this, Josh, but the five people that are your closest with are the five people you'll be the most like. Exactly. So who are, who are you? Who's in your group? Who are the people that you're constantly seeing? Who are the people you're constantly talking to? I mean, if they're not, if I mean, if there's a gradient in everything in life, if you don't know what a gradient is, it's it's like if you pour food coloring, a drop, you put a drop of food coloring in water, you'll see it spreads out. So it'll spread out and and cover the water. It'll turn the water a lighter color than the initial drop because there's a gradient so there's a difference there's a polaric difference between there and if you look at uh anything in life there's a gradient so if you're a strong man and you're constantly around um a group of negative influences you're going to your standards will drop now if you also are a woman and you're around a bunch of people who go to the club all the time you're going to be trying to go to the club all the time. Like you're going to have that influence because it, you're, you, there's a polaric pull towards whatever is very different than you. So I'm, I'm just looking at these, this, this, I'm, I'm trying to talk, but I'm also reading. And this you're and doing it's, a, it's a, it's killing a, a me. fantastic job as well. And uh, so, all right. So Chloe asked, listen, if men protect the, excuse me, if men protect the men who protecting the women and Lou said, Chloe, the men are we protect by protecting ourselves and it's like 
I think that's part of the the issue is that there's such a, a negative view of masculinity in men that they just not again not all but some women will think that men are just going to do something negative like forget about the you know the women and children but that's inherently who we are so so if we go into this real quick with with men protecting men the reason that we're in this excuse my language but the shit storm that we're in in this country is because we don't protect each other mm. we're so worried about getting ours and separations and differences that we forget to be human and forget to care about each other. Now, Josh, if I'm hanging out with you and we're hanging out and something happens, we we, we both gonna protect each other. That's required. I I feel like especially if now you, if there, yeah. Now if there's women there. You already know we both gonna protect each other, but we we damn straight gonna protect these women. Of course. So there is it's not even like a question for us. Right. It's just I mean, I was sitting in the parking lot last night and not just hanging out in a parking lot. I had wa- uh, I had a dinner with a bunch of friends that I play sports with and it was raining out here. We went out to dinner, place was closed, we all hang out hung out in the parking lot talking. There was a bunch of shady dudes in the parking lot, like just showing up for no reason, just watching. Me and this other guy, we stayed in the parking lot until everybody left and checked on everybody. That's just what you do. That's not even just a masculine feature. That's just being aware. Yes. Because you can be masculine and still be an idiot or be unaware. The biggest dude in the whole group. Literally a bodybuilder. Left first, wasn't paid attention to the left. That has nothing to do with masculinity. That actually has to do, that's a trait. That's a developed trait. Knowing how to be aware of what's around you. Because you can be the biggest, buffest dude in the gym and still not be aware of your surroundings. Absolutely. And this, this all goes back to what we were talking about with the mindset. You just have to perceive things differently. And when you worry about yourself, it's a lot easier to perceive and be aware of your surrounding using your let's say your 360 intuition using your subconscious, letting your subconscious free and allowing it to do what it's designed to do, which is make you be aware of the subtlest micro expression things of that nature that you can't see with your naked eye, but your brain sees, and then it's going to feed you an idea in a couple minutes or two. And you'll understand things that you simply by observing. It's a wonderful thing. Our brain is an amazing vessel. It's incredible. And Claude this says, and this is a great point, I'll have to say. And Lu, hold on, Lu said, remember men build countries through war, women just move in. And Claude said, women held it down when men were at war. Absolutely. And then Lu said, Claude, yes, now you get it. You hold it down while I go protect. Okay. Claude says, same with the war on our black men today. Women still holding it down, not using men. Absolutely. And Claude said, oh. I was just going to say, before we go, leave that. Women, especially single parents, do hold it down. Yes. I'm going to give a shout out. Now, my parents were together, but I'm still going to give a shout out to single women and single parents and single men who are parents because that is really holding it down. Thousand percent. 
and close said word. I thought you meant men only protect themselves. I hear you now. True. See, there we go. All about communication. There it is. Hey. That's, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> communication. That's the most important thing. That's like communication is key. It is. And we demonstrate it in real time. So thank you, Chloe and Lou, for that. That's amazing. But all right, brother Jared, that's uh, that's going to be it for today's show. So thank you for joining us, adding so much immense value. That was uh, fantastic. Bro, I appreciate it. Hopefully I get invited back. So absolutely. And how about this? We try to get Lou on. So we have we'll have Lou. We'll have KG. We'll have yourself. We'll have. Uh, perhaps Big Mike. Big Mike might join us and Fresh Banks might join us as well. We might have a nice group of men. Do you feel me? All right. All right. I'm down for that. That's right. awesome. Well, I appreciate y'all and I appreciate all y'all that are listening and watching in. Uh, Josh, always a pleasure. Love that Wakanda forever on the back. You know I'm getting that tattooed on my arm. So. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... By the way, uh, we're actually going to talk about the petition to not re- or not recast or recast uh, Chadwick as T'Challa on Mental yeah. Pit Theater on Saturday if you're available. I know your schedule is crazy. So if, if you are available, we, we will be talking about on, that on, on Saturday. Saturday. Yes, sir. At 1230. All right. Yeah. Just uh, hit me and I might be available. All right. Dope. All right, bro. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you for the co- in the comments. Thank you for adding your perspective. Really appreciate it because I feel like, as Jared said, it's all about communication. And when we communicate together more, we're able to understand each other more. That's one of the inspirations of Poetic Charm. So everyone have a good weekend and talk to you soon. Sure they got me brainless. AI, 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 AI. And I don't understand it. AI, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. People already eavesdrop if you're out here having dope ass conversations while you're lit it's like why not why not put it into a podcast he makes podcasts he's here outside of the city pick his brain i'm gonna just be here and you two were just going at it back and forth